You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, 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 yo. Hey, guys. Welcome to the 500th episode of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron. I'm so crazy grateful that you guys are listening. This started with a dream. Just a thought that we would get the best thinkers, the best teachers, the best dentists, the best coaches, the best dentists, the best dental professionals anywhere and ask them, how are you doing what you're doing? And learn best practices from best practices and pass that information along to you so that you could create a better practice and a better life. And thus, the Best Practices Show podcast was born. So again, the 500th episode. I can't thank you guys enough. We're having a blast. And we've got like a bajillion more episodes to create for you. So keep showing up and we'll keep bringing value. So I thought, actually, I didn't think one of my team members, amazing team members thought like for the 500th episode, let's get everybody on and let's really help our listeners with one of the toughest questions that they ever get, which is, do you take my insurance? So today as a team, we solve or help you solve the do you take my insurance question. So check it out. I know you guys will enjoy it. And we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I'm so pumped you're here. I, you know, if you, if you weren't here on the podcast, you wouldn't have seen this, but like I was, I did the intro and I didn't hit the record button. So that's why I'm not in charge here very much anymore. But uh, I want to thank you guys for showing up to the podcast. Number one, just thanks for listening. Thanks for showing up. Um, this is actually our 500th episode, which is crazy. And it's a special edition of Say This, Not That. And like the Beatles say, I'll get by with a little help from my friends. And I've got all my friends on today, which are Act Dental team members. And they're amazing. If you hadn't had a chance or haven't had a chance to meet them, I'm going to highly encourage you to meet them because they are the reason this all works here. I'm just the bald, weird guy who doesn't really know how to do a whole lot. So one of the secrets, if you're taking notes, write this down, surround yourself with great people because your life just gets better. And today's that's all about. So 
Um, in this particular episode, what we're going to do, and, and, and I'll, I'll start with this, like the whole podcast, the whole vision for this, if you've been joining us since the beginning was it's called the best practices show. Our goal was to find the best thinkers in all dentistry, the best speakers, the best coaches, the best leaders, the best dentists, anywhere that you could learn from them and apply best practices in your practice and create a better practice and a better life. So here's the deal. You keep showing up. And I'll keep bringing it. How's that? That's a good deal. All right. And today is no exception. We're going to be doing uh, our first edition for the 500th episode of Say This, Not That. So thank you guys for listening. Now, I want to start with this. Say This, Not That was born out of a document. It's one of the most requested documents we have. Jenny, you kind of helped us pioneer. Why is Say This, Not That so important to our clients and um, dentists and team members alike? Well, I believe we all believe here at ACT, what we say matters. Words matter. Words carry weight. The way we communicate with each other, with our patients, it changes our days. And as coaches, we've all been in a practice where we've been standing up front or outside of an operatory and we've heard someone say something and we go, oh, please don't say that. Uh, And we have a million pieces of paper and notes all over the place saying, gosh, if a team member just changed this or just changed this, how much better would the practice be? And this has been years in the making. And we've got a document now of things that we have heard team members say that are amazing and things that we've calibrated about together that really can make a huge impact in your practice when you make slight shifts in language. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So if you're listening, here's, here's an idea. Your ability to communicate as a team is going to determine how far you go in dentistry. So lean into learning about how to communicate and use your words and present solutions to challenges. So we're going to couple say this, not that with another concept that a great coach introduced on our team. Ariel, you presented the whole idea of like, every time you get an obstacle, have your team members ready with two solutions. Can you share that idea? Yeah, the whole reason is just to get your patients to start thinking of what, because they have one excuse ready and it's just like, okay, well, hey, I got two solutions for you. And it's just to get them thinking outside of the box. Um, And with this, it's not a script of what you should be saying. It's we're just going to help you of how to say things a little bit better. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So I'm going to play the antagonist. Is that, did I say that right? Like the person, you know, so, and I'll also jump to the other side of the fence on the solution, but we're going to start today's episode with the most dreaded question that you, your team members, anyone in dental office ever gets. It's the question that makes your skin crawl. You ready? Here it comes. Do you take my insurance or watch this one? I got my list, you know, patients call your office. They don't even say hi. They go, Hey, do you, do you accept, do you take my insurance? You're like, I'd love to know your name first. So, all right, speed round. Who, who wants to introduce a solution to this or just a thought process to kind of open it up a little bit? Like you said, first, if they're, if they're saying something without even getting their name first, you got to start there. You need to start building a relationship with that patient over the phone first in this life. We are human, human, human first, right? We need to make sure that we are getting their name and understanding a little bit about them before we jump into those hard to answer questions. Totally. 
Totally agree. And so, you know, one of the things you might want to consider, say this, not that, is not say anything except ask a question. When somebody asks a question like that, don't answer the question. Instead, ask another question like, I'm the person you talk to. I love your question. Can I ask you a question? What are they going to say? No, they're going to say yes. They say, all right, can I have your name? Because I always love to know who I'm talking to. So what a great place to start. Anybody else have any thoughts? I love from a mindset. Also, team members are so frustrated with this question. Just remember, patients are asking this question oftentimes because they don't know what else to ask. Mm -hmm. They believe it's the only question to ask. So just encourage all of your team members, don't be mad. Don't be upset when this question comes. Just realize, hey, patients are asking it because they think it's the best question. So we're going to just guide them with some other questions to, like Heather said, begin building relationship, building rapport, the things that are going to set you apart. Kirk, I love you said, this is like that big boulder, set it aside. Don't be mad at it. Don't let it start the call off with frustration. Just say, I knew it was coming and let's move on. Yeah. So two things before we keep going. Remember the ops, the path, the obstacle is the path. So like just grab it, set aside and go, Oh, this is awesome. Secondly, remember if you're taking notes at home, write this down. Like whoever's asking the question is controlling the conversation, not in a weird way, but you're guiding the conversation. If the patient's asking all the questions, they're guiding the entire conversation. You want to thoughtfully lead the conversation. The best way to do that is with questions. You're also going to transition it very much to the thinking side of the brain, which is a whole nother episode of the podcast, but that's a good thought process. Any other thoughts on this question? What I I would add to that. Oh, go ahead, Dina. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) What I would add to that is patients, like Jenny said, they don't know what to ask. And if the answer is that you are not on the list, that doesn't mean that they aren't going to come. So that point of asking more questions to understand more and and go into it with the attitude that this is a great place to be, no matter what the answer is, people are still going to come here and want to be a patient here. Letting them know that you can help them, right? Yeah. Like that they've called the right place, regardless of of the situation, giving them that confidence that they've called the right place. Yeah. Yeah. Because 99.9999% of people that don't accept the insurance, this is how it goes. Well, we don't really participate. We didn't put analysts, and this is what the patient hears. No, no, no. And we don't want to have them hear that. We want them to experience something different. Secondly, gosh, I just love being the commentator on this whole thing because like I love, this is, I, I'm a weirdo. I love this stuff. I could talk all day. They think this is going to be a 30 minute podcast, but I tricked them into talking this for two hours. What you're actually doing by doing what the, our amazing coaches have already shared is you're transitioning this from a transactional relationship to a very relational type conversation. I can already tell by the tone, the question, you know, two minutes into it, this is somebody really wants to help me you know, instead of sell me or tell me you can't use it here. So keep that in mind also. And and you don't know how to help them if you don't know why they called. So, you know, when you ask, even on our document, the first question suggestion there is, oh, it sounds like you're looking for a new dentist. Yeah, I'm looking, you know, somebody told me I need to have an implant or, you know, then now you're getting some more information and you can cater your solutions to the problem that they have 
And to Robin's point, it doesn't necessarily mean that if the answer is no, that they're not going to come here. I mean, chances are if they need an implant, it doesn't matter where they go. They're going to exhaust that insurance anyway. So um, so I think it's really good to find out as much information as you can so that you can provide them solutions to their questions. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have so many questions. So I'm going to ask a lot of the questions. So let's take the whole gamut of this. So if you're a listener and you're 100% PPO, is there a different way of, of asking these questions or thinking about it than when you're, you know, completely out of network? Barrett, go. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I think in dentistry, we get all hot and bothered about this question and, you know, piggybacking a little bit on what Jenny said, the reason the patient's asking it in the first place is we've been trained through medical insurance that we can only go to doctors that are take our insurance and in dentistry, it's totally different. So, um, like Jenny said, don't, you know, don't be so bothered by the question. Second, assume that the patient knows almost nothing about dental insurance and how it actually works. So there's, there's not a hidden agenda to that question. The patient is simply saying, I have insurance. I'd like to utilize it. I've heard that you're a good dentist. I want to come to you. And so it's so easy to set that boulder aside and say, you know, as a PPO dentist, I'm sorry, as a fee-for-service dentist, we say, we work with most insurances. I will find that out for you. But first, I, I need to find out a little bit more about you. One, what is your name? Two, why us? Why now? So what brought you here? What's on your mind? What are your values? What are your goals? Okay, let's look into the insurance. And then we can, and, and I'm sure we're going to go down this road about all the different, you know, verbiage, um, you know, uh, strategies to talk about it. You know, at being an admin at a dental office is super hard. And there's often this huge gap between our thinking and what comes out of our mouth and the story that that's telling. And it's so hard to mesh your thinking and your mindset with comes out of your mouth. It takes training. It takes practice. It takes years of experience. And the very best people at the front desk are the ones that have been able to close that gap. And that stuff just rolls off their tongue. You know, if you, so if you're an admin and you're listening to this and it's uncomfortable and it's awkward, that's okay. It is hard stuff. Um, and, and some of the tools and the verbiage you're going to hear today, once you put that into your armamentarium, you're going to close that gap. And once you close that gap between your thinking and what comes out of your mouth, it gets a lot more fun and a lot easier uh, to be a dentist or work in a dental office. Yeah. And that's a pretty big gap for me is like my thinking and what comes out of my mouth. Cause a lot of times I screw <laughs> that up. So something to think of it, but one of the things I, I, I just want to keep, gosh, I love this. I absolutely love this because you, every business in the United States exists for one reason, solving problems. You're going to get problems. The best dental practices we see in the United States are really good at understanding and solving problems. So don't set your expectations if you're an admin or a dentist that, oh, there's going to be a wonderful day where there's a rainbow and everyone calls this office and goes, I know you don't accept insurance. I've been saving a lot of cash. Do you just take cash or like Bitcoin and can he just prep all the uppers? That doesn't exist. Even out of network doctors get nine or eight out of 10 really lousy calls. Do you take Aetna? You just got to be ready to think differently. Like we handle and solve these problems really well. One more thing I would just want to throw into the group. This is one of my questions. Like, do we want to mislead patients? There are people in dentistry that tell you, don't worry about it, just get them in the office. Is that something we want to do? Now that's a leading question. I get this question all the time, right? I don't want to, but I can't lie, right? I can't. Lie. And I would never 
say, you know, oh, like just go ahead and lie to your patients. But what can you say that's true and helpful? Mm -hmm. One of the things that you can very often say that's true and helpful is, hey, we are an insurance friendly practice. And I would love to share with you how that works. Let me find out a little bit more about X, Y, and Z first. Because if you submit claims, if you call for any level of coverage, if you send a pre-authorization, even if you give them the claim and the narrative and the x-rays to help them file a claim on their own, that is a level of insurance friendliness. Love it. Love it. What is an unrestricted provider? Has anybody heard that term? What is that? That's something you can use on the phone. Mm-hmm. I use that all the time. And, and, you know, and it's, it basically, you know, my, my mindset, my philosophy is if I sign on the PPOs, I'm restricted. I'm restricted by what that insurance covers. I'm restricted by um, how often you can do certain procedures. I'm restricted by um, the 20 year old, um, girl sitting at the desk, just saying no to claims. And I have to call and, and talk with that person. I'm restricted. And so when I take that restriction away and I take my relationship with the insurance away, now the health of that patient is solely between me and them. And their insurance is awesome. I love insurance because it helps patients access needed dental care, but I don't want the red tape and the logistics of that insurance to get in the way between me and my patient, because the insurance um, he needs to make a profit. They're a business, um, and they're but they're not in my practice. They're not here looking at this person's mouth. They're just looking at X-rays. They're just looking at my description, and they're just going to deny a certain percentage of claims. That's part of the business model. Um, and so, when a patient hears a doctor or a dentist say, "Hey, this is between you and me." We're going to bring in your insurance. We're going to maximize because a patient just wants to know that they're going to get their maximum coverage. And when a patient knows like, I'm going to get you every cent that XYZ dental owes you, but your decision and your mouth is between, it's certainly yours and I'm going to help you make that decision, but we're going to get you every cent. Most patients love that. And to Jenny's point, I love the idea of never lying. Just say, yeah, you're going to probably spend a little bit more here and it's totally worth it. And when you look a patient in the eye and you tell them that, they're like, I'm all in. Yeah, love that. And back yeah. to your point, Barrett, like one thing, true or false, the more you bring up insurance, the more the patient brings up insurance. The less you bring up insurance, the less the patient, true or false? True. Oh, 100%. True. Yep. Why? Energy you Why? What you talk about, they think they need to talk about. Right. Hey, if the first that. question you ask them is what insurance do you have, then you've just you've just created that relationship to be based on the insurance. And so um, we, we will often coach that even if the patient asks that question to let them know, like, that's a really important question. And I totally want to get to that for you, but let's, is it okay if I ask you a few other questions first? And then, then you have to get back to it. You have to come back to it. You, if you've made them that promise that you're going to talk about it, then you have to do that. But I do, I, I think that's amazing. And I think to have that mentality that Barrett was just talking about that, you know, we love insurance. We actually love when our patients have a benefit. That's amazing. And I think it's, it's really good to let the patients know how lucky they are and say, you know, there's a percentage of our patients who don't have that benefit. So you're really lucky, Mrs. Jones, because guess what? You're, there's going to be $1,500 of this treatment plan that your insurance is going to help to cover 
for you. And so I think that that's, that's such a mind shift instead of, you know, having the patient call and then going, ah, Etna, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So Jenny, love- said, Jenny said before words matter and, and across this nation, we're, what happens in a lot of dental offices say, Mrs. Jones, you need a crown, but you're out of coverage. You're not going to cover that till next year. So we should probably wait. So instantly what you're, and that may come from the dentist, unfortunately it probably does. It, a lot of times it's coming from the team because they haven't been calibrated on mindset and philosophy. Oh, the words matter. So what is that? What story? There's a gap, right? Between again, our thinking, what comes out of our mouth. So that's, what is the patient hearing? The patient is hearing that I can't do dentistry unless my insurance covers it. They didn't give that story. The dental team or the dentist gave that story. And now that patient is ingrained to that thinking when they normally probably weren't thinking that way when they walked into the office. Um, I lo- Adriana, you have, you have some great verbiage, unrestricted provider. Can you share that? Cause I love what you type yes. this. Yeah. So I just heard it must've been from one of you last week. I'm sorry. My memory doesn't remember exactly who it came from. So probably all of you with the unrestricted provider. So when the pushback I get from a lot of my admin team is how much time do you think I have to have this huge conversation? I don't want you to, I just want you to be able to say, you know, we at Mr. Awesome, Dr. Awesome Dental, we are an unrestricted provider. Let me tell you what that means and how we can work with your benefit plan here in our practice. So that way you're kind of cutting off some of that negativity but you're not diving so deep into why you don't, mm-hmm. you know, participate with all the big boys. Yeah. Adriana, you said a really key word there. You said benefit plan, mm-hmm. right? We, I know it's been making me itch a little bit. When we explain that. Oh, Wait, no. <laughs> you got to explain that. Explain that. So we, this is something I try to take myself back to. And when I talk to my teams, I say, listen, we have to like switch our brain off. When I walk into a medical office, if I call the optometrist that I do not go to often enough, I don't know what to say when I call. I don't know what kind of appointment to ask for. I'm just like, um, I have this insurance. Do you take it? Just like a dental patient does for our practice. So we try to like switch our brains to we have no dental experience. How would you feel calling this practice? And what type of language would you like to hear? as the person on the other end. And we'll go through that whole scenario because that is the key piece. Like Jenny has said, Heather, Chris, it's relationship-based and we want to know why they're really calling us and how we can help them with their benefits, not medical insurance, totally different worlds. Mm -hmm. And there's no education on it. You know, you're like, when you start working, you're handed this package of benefits and you know nothing about it. So all they know is they're calling because they have XY dental to use. I'm going to use this. This says two free. I get two free. Absolutely. And Chris, you, you put in the feed benefits versus insurance. Anything you would add to what AB mm-hmm. said so well? It just exactly that. People have a preconceived idea of what insurance is based on their medical insurance. And, you know, if, if you're, if you do work for a company and you have a benefits package, the HR director is probably going to tell you to go to the people on your plan or to go to the people who take your, who take our insurance 
um, because that's what they know. That's their understanding. They're trying to save costs for their their employees, and that's what they're going to say. So we just need to have a little bit of a shift around what the verbal skill is and why we're going to to use it. Um, I, I like the idea. One of my teams will ask because what Adriana said is true. A lot of our admin team don't have 15, 20 minutes to spend with every single new patient. So, so rather than saying, what insurance do you have? Um, this team that I work with, they will say, do you plan to use benefits for this visit? And so it's a nice way of finding out if they have something and what they plan to use without saying, do you have insurance or what type of insurance it is? Are you planning to use benefits for this insur- for this visit? So you're already setting up the expectation that it's it's a benefit and you know, asking that question so that maybe they might say, you know, oh yeah, I have X, Y, Z. Oh, great. That's awesome. I'm really glad you have some sort of benefit. Let's talk about how we can utilize that here in this office. Yeah. And every once in a while, you're going to get pushed into a quarter that people ask you, well, are you going to, like, how much is it going to cover? And it's okay to be completely honest with people. It really is. Just be totally honest. So if, you know, if they're saying, well, I got this benefit, say, you know, at a certain point, you guys can add in your, you know, Mrs. Jones, it may cover a portion. It may cover some, it may cover none of what you discuss with the doctor. I'll help you every step step of the way. I'm going to be your advocate. So I love the whole idea of like, it's not me versus you, you using your insurance, like come here, like we're going to do this together. And Barrett, I love how you guys position that in your office. Like you really do a shoulder to shoulder approach with the patient, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, no surprises. We walk them through the whole process. We're totally upfront with costs. We're totally upfront with what insurance may or may not cover. Um, and it's easy. And, and, and so one of the things that early in my career, I realized one, I couldn't stand talking about insurance. I couldn't stand the question. Is this going to cut? Co- is my insurance going to cover this? I, I'm like, I'll never be able to do this long-term. It's painful. Uh, and so if nothing else, the more you talk about insurance in your dental practice, the more patients you're going to attract that all they care about is insurance. Right. And so we attract the people that, you know, believe what we believe. So the more you put insurance in the proper mindset, the more you're going to attract patients to your practice that believe insurance helps, but believes their health is more important than, than what it covers. So we give energy to the things we talk about. So sometimes we got to step away look at like a third party, looking at the verbiage, looking at, you know, the message we're giving our patients say, are we giving the right message or the message we want to be uh, portraying? And sometimes um, I, every practice, sometimes you find you're like, Oh, we, I don't know how we got into that habit, but we're sending the wrong message. Let's back up. And that's why um, a lot of times the idea of having verbiage examples or using tools, say this, not that. And people say, well, it's not natural. And it feels like I'm just using, you know, I'm, I'm tricking people. Not at all. All verbiage does is you find the right verbiage examples that help you portray the message that's in your brain. And so you can close that gap. So you're not sending a message that's, that's incorrect. So we need to practice this. I hate role-playing, but if you're a new to admin role playing, super important to answer this question because it is hard to, it's hard to answer. And the best training uh, is if there's any, if it's legal in your state to record some phone calls with your admin and the admin team is going to hate it, but it's the best learning that anyone can do is to hear. 
I recorded some consultations earlier in my career where I presented all this to patients and they knew it was going to be recorded. And I, I was amazed how awful I was. And when you hear it, and you're like, I am sending the wrong message. I have to change my verbiage. So we've got to be humble in this at the same time. But use this tool, pick the verbiage that resonates with your mindset and use it or tweak it to be your own. But having verbiage examples is really, really useful. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely has to be authentic. So, so don't read word for word what our suggestion is. That's why on this document, there's a space for you to come up with your own agreements and what your team agrees is, is a good way to say it. And you could think about it too, is that your verbal skill is, is keeping the door open for that relationship, right? If somebody asks a question, do you take Aetna and you say, no, you have shut the door on that relationship. And there's absolutely no opportunity for that patient to come in and get the help that they're looking for. So if you just use these skills, it will keep the door open. Patient will get in, they'll get help, they'll be able to use their benefits. And, and you've done a really good job of creating a patient who values what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And I would add to that is saying that keeping that door open by me giving too much information on the phone whether I'm trying to educate, now I'm just scaring them. Patients will say, how much does that cost? What is my coverage? I don't know. I just met your name. I, I just now know your insurance company. I don't know anything about it. I need to get you in to see the doctor to see what you need so I can say coverage. Because if I say, oh, don't worry, that crown's covered at 50% and it's not, well, now they're going to be upset. Or they may not even need a crown. Maybe they get, you know, something else and they get 80% coverage. You know, it's, I really can't answer that without knowing you as a person and what you need. Um, so just be careful of giving too much information. Don't lie and don't, you know, tell them, you know, incorrect information because you need to get them in, but you can't, you know, give them too much without knowing. Even if they say, I need an extraction. We don't know that's true until the doctor does a treatment plan. 100%. I love that. And, you know, what's been said is true. Like, just start with a little bit of learning and, you know, true to that area. Like, if you don't know what to say, just always go back to the values of the practice. Like, Mrs. Jones, I know you have a lot of questions, but one of the things really important to understand about our practice is that all of our treatment recommendations are based on the health of the patient. Now, we'll definitely help you with all of those questions. It may cover a portion, some of it, none of it, but I'm telling you, you're, com you're calling the right office. And if it's not, don't worry about it. Like, we're going to help you find the right place. Just the pure sense that you leaned into your values when you didn't know what to say is going to say a lot about you and the patients are going to feel that. Now, one other thing I just want to add, I just did a podcast with... Uh, Gary DeWitt, and you guys will love this because he's like, you know, so many people in the world are like, oh, I just want you know, like a different type of practice. Well, whose mindset has to change first? Is it the patients or us? And so while you're listening to this, I hope you're sweating a little bit. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't know that my front desk would ever say that. Or I don't know if I could say that. Our mindset has to change first. And so these are micro victories. You're going to use some of what the ACT team has said and you're going to like, wow, that that worked. And that's like a micro victory. Now your mind starts to change. Then the patient's mind starts to change. And then six months from now, you're like, wow, these people are actually coming in. They're keeping their appointments and they're asking about the health. And so somewhere along the line, the practice has to change. And back to what Jenny said at the beginning, language matters. Like our mindset has to change, the language changes. And so use some of this stuff just to change the practice in a micro effort every single, every single day or every single week. So good stuff. Um, any other thoughts? Any last thoughts you guys have on this 
subject. And we're going to keep bringing it to you guys because I freaking love this stuff on do you take my insurance or are you in my network? Like, I would add that the, in addition to the words, the way we say it, like how AB has recommended, like, let me tell you what that means. We take control of that. We're proud of the fact that here's how, here is our relationship with insurance rather than, oh, unfortunately we don't. Or when you get into those words, the patients, you know, they see, see fear or that you don't aren't comfortable with it. Whereas if we're approaching it with, let me tell you how I can help you. It just changes the conversation. A patient feels more confident in what they're in our answer and what we're going to give them. Robin, I love that. Hey, one more thing. I, I missed this. AB, you mentioned triad learning. So can you just explain what triad learning is instead of role playing? Jenny, isn't that something we learned at Catherine A's Hell? It is. I love triad learning. It makes role playing suddenly so much easier. What is it? it? Explain <laughs> it what it, it is. It sounds so much less intimidating. When we as coaches say role playing, you can watch people like scoot all the <laughs> way down. Like they do not want to be volunteered for that. So like this is a perfect triad learning. Three people. You can have Kirk, the antagonist. Chris, the customer, and Jenny is our beautiful admin who is the one taking call from our customer. And just have them role play and triad learn together about the say this, not that. Then they can make their own little sheets and then we can use Barrett's note cards to make like a game out of it. So then we can have this wonderful triad learning that results in a fun way to create our own say this, not that. Yeah. I love that. Maybe, you know, they could even, if you're listening, just use the podcast. Just say, Hey you guys want to listen to this podcast during lunch, you know? So like, and then pause it every once in a while. Would that work for our office? Anything that you can do to improve the mindset of the language of your office, you're making a huge impact. One more thing I'm going to introduce before we shut this down, because we're going to ask Dina word of the day and she is going to shut it down because she loves that question. <laughs> it's uh, the herd mentality. So you again, patients are going to call. They don't know what to ask. They feel a little alone. They've called a lot of different offices. You don't want to let them know that they're alone. And that's kind of a weird question for us because we only take cash and Bitcoin. You don't want to say that. You want to let people know the herd mentality. Mrs. Jones, we have a lot lot of people that call with exactly that same question. What you're letting me know is that I'm in a group of people that are kind of the same thing. And we help people just like you. We have many of our patients that actually work at the same plant that your, your husband works at and we love them and it works. Here's how it works here. I always love calling somewhere where people are like, oh yeah, we've talked to many people like you um, that are in the same situation and you're talking to the right person. So it kind of validates, it makes me know that that I made a good decision by picking up the phone call. And that's another thing you do is say, listen, before you hang up, I know you had a lot of questions about your insurance. And I want you to know one thing, Mrs. Jones, you made a great decision calling our office. Now, how much we're going to, I don't know yet, but you're going to meet our amazing doctor. She is an amazing dentist and she's an even better human being. And you're going to see that during your first appointment. It's just a great way to let them know you're calling a different type of office. So Cool. Um, Gina, you had one thought. Many of our patients that have insurance, can you share that? Kirk, it's just piggybacking off of what you said. When you tell them that, oh, I've had that type of, or I've had this conversation with many people, it's telling them they belong. They feel safe there. When they feel safe, they can make really informed decisions with you alongside them, guiding them. So you got to make your patients feel safe. Make them know that they belong with you. 
Yeah, 100%. So I can't thank you guys enough. This is so fun. Just love it. I just love having you guys on here and I love talking about the challenges. And so thank you guys for listening to the first official edition of Say This, Not That. Do you take my insurance or are you on my plan for the 500th episode of the Best Practices Show podcast? Hey, it, um, if you weren't taking notes today, don't worry. We're taking notes for you. You can flip up. If you're listening to Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, just flip up to the notes, not when you're driving, but you can see everything that we talked about. You'll see additional downloads, things. If you need help, feel free to reach out to us. If you're a dentist and you're listening and you feel alone and you're like, this is great stuff, but like I need help as an entrepreneur, you can join us in our To The Top Study Club. You'll see a link down there. Or if you just want to talk to somebody about your practice, hey, We'll listen to you. You're not alone. Other people have had the same challenges as you. And so feel free to reach out to us. So thank you guys for being on. That was so fun. They're like, oh yeah. Okay, great. Yes. It was awesome. Awesome. So stick around. We'll see you about everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, do us one favor. Just hit the share button. Share this with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions that we can add to say this, not that. We'll put them on the show. And Andy, who's our amazing video producer. What's up, brother? He will keep pumping them out to you. So until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys have a great day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.